the flush and fabled cities of antiquity, Baghdad, Babylon, Ur, Uruk, Nineveh, Samara. The intruders plundered one or another of them, or as many as they could. King Rimsin of Larsa, Alasar in the Old Testament, defeated Babylonia in 2076 BC. His successors were decimated by Hammurabi around 1770 BC. Tiglath-Pileser I, ruler of the Elamites, took Babylon in 1110 B.C., calling himself King of the World. Shortly thereafter, he lost the world title, along with the city-state, to the Assyrians. Doggedly, the Elamites tried to retake it, finally succeeding under Tiglath III in 728 B.C. Then came Sennacherib, king of Assyria, who spent most of his reign, 705 to 681, warring against Babylonia. In 586 B.C., King Nebuchadnezzar of the Chaldeans took Babylon. Cyrus the Great took it from the Chaldeans in 539 and founded the Persian Empire. King Xerxes of Persia took the road west, leading an expedition against the Greeks. He was slaughtered at Salamis in 480. Alexander of Macedon took Babylon in 381 B.C., defeating Darius III of Persia. The Persians took another dreadful beating by a Roman army invading Mesopotamia in 242 A.D. A raggedy-assed swarm of Arabs conquered southern Mesopotamia, at the site of present-day Iraq, in 640 A.D. The Saracens crossed the road and got as far as Tours before the Franks, led by Charles Martel, Charlemagne's grandfather, crushed them in 732 A.D. Saladin defeated Saif Udin to take Mosul in 1176 A.D., Hulagu Khan, grandson of Genghis, sacked and burned Baghdad in 1258. The Mongol Tamerlane, who hated jokes and was said to have been born with bloody clenched fists, took Baghdad in 1400. The British arrived in 1915 and took over the territory six years later when they invented Iraq by gerrymandering a large irregular cut, as much as they could grab, of Mesopotamia, which is why Osama looks like a chicken. Cartography was determined by oil— it was known that just about all the rest of Iraq gushed with the stuff, but somehow it had given Osama the slip. Damn place was indeed a desert eccentrically surrounded by a vast oasis of oil. Nobody knows what tomorrow will bring. Osama's boundaries may zig or zag once more, to the degree that it no longer resembles a chicken but perhaps a kangaroo or a porcupine, or it might be gobbled up by a neighbor, even by a neighbor on the other side of the world, and disappear as it once non-existed, like a guppy ingested by a piranha. It's in the air. The air, once redolent of myrrh, spiceberries, and frankincense, the kind of balm associated with Omar Khayyam. There were palm plantations and marshlands festooned with moss until 1991, when Saddam destroyed them to clear his fields of fire. Now the air is troubled by an infinitude of invisible mites, combining gunpowder, cordite, and corpse rot, and churned up by Humvees and tanks, and the decay of young people torn limbless by landmines. The devastation is eerily illuminated by the combustible blight of burn-off from the oil fields, dysfunction and instability as far as your red eyes can see. Midway across the chicken road at about the fowl's navel, designated for geographic, not anatomical orientation, it is bisected by an offshoot to the north. Where the two arteries converge is the provincial capital, a dilapidated town called Capraliabad, christened by the Romans when they passed this way to consolidate the eastern reaches of the empire in 242 B.C. At the center of Capraliabad is the jail, I am in the jail, 
which proves that despite the more heralded hazards of war and mountaineering, deep-sea diving and space probes, man's ancient and honorable pursuit of tight corners can still be satisfied in the most disreputable places. I've never had a tendency to feel sorry for myself, but this time I think I might justifiably yield to it. Incarceration even in polite societies is, I'm beginning to suspect, a galling experience. Languishing is not the word for it. There's no chance of busting out, and I'm tired. My stomach is deranged from Assamic cooking. Worms and wavy arrows, pinwheels and hieroglyphs dart and wheel and collide across my peripheral vision. I suffer from the clanks, which I suppose is not unusual for a man charged with murder and condemned to die by a provincial mandate. I've tried suicide by the only means available, which is by eating the food they serve me. That accounts for the diarrhea, a fate certainly not worse than death, but it'll serve till the real thing comes along. The jail is a shithouse, and that's not a metaphor. It is fashioned like all the public...